Thank you for joining me today on Creeds and Deeds. Today I'm going to start looking at the Westminster Confession of Faith. Just looking at one article a day. Today I'm going to be looking at Article 1. Reformed and Evangelical, Confessional and Missional. Welcome to Creeds and Deeds. Psalm 97. The Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. Let the many coastlands be glad. Clouds and thick darkness are all around him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire goes before him and burns up his adversaries all around. His lightnings light up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord. Before the Lord of all the earth, the heavens proclaim his righteousness, and all the peoples see his glory. All worshippers are images of images are put to shame, who make their boast in worthless idols. Worship him, all you gods. Zion hears and is glad, and the daughters of Judah rejoice. Because of your judgments, O Lord, for you, O Lord, are most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. O you who love the Lord, hate evil. He preserves the lives of his saints. He delivers them from the hand of the wicked. Light is sown for the righteous, and joy for the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, and give thanks to his holy name. This is the word of our Lord. Westminster Confession of Faith, Chapter 1 of the Holy Scripture. Although the light of nature and the works of creation and providence do so far manifest the goodness, wisdom, and power of God as to leave men unexcusable, yet are they not sufficient to give that knowledge of God and of His will which is necessary unto salvation. Therefore it pleases the Lord at sundry times and in diverse manners to reveal himself, and to declare that his will unto his church, and afterwards for the better preserving and propagating of the truth, and for the more sure establishment and comfort of the church against the corruption of the flesh, and the malice of Satan and of the world, to commit the same wholly unto writing, which makes the Holy Scripture to be the most necessary. Those former ways of God revealing his will unto his people being now seized. Under the name Holy Scripture or Word of God written are now contained all the books of the Old and New Testament, which are these Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles. Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, the Song of Songs, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi. 
the New Testament, the Gospels according to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Acts of the Apostles, Paul's epistles to the Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, the letter to Timothy, the second letter to Timothy, the letter to Titus, and the letter to Philemon, the epistle to the Hebrews, the epistle of James, 1st and 2nd epistles of Peter, the 1st, 2nd, and 3rd epistles of John, the epistle of Jude, and the revelation of John all of which are given by inspiration of God to be the rule of faith and life. 3. The books commonly called the Apocrypha, not being of divine inspiration, are no part of the canon of the Scripture, and therefore are of no authority in the Church of God, nor to be any otherwise approved or made use of than than other human writings. 4. The authority of Holy Scripture, for which it ought to be believed and obeyed, dependeth not upon the testimony of any man or church, but wholly upon God, who is truth itself, the author thereof, and therefore it is to be received, because it is the word of God. 5. We may be moved and induced by the testimony of the church to a high and reverent esteem of Holy Scripture, and the heavenliness of the matter, the efficacy of the doctrine, the majesty of the style, the consent of all the parts, the scope of the whole, which is to give all glory to God, the full discovery it makes of the only way of man's salvation, the many other incomparable excellencies, and the entire perfection thereof, are arguments whereby it does abundantly evidence itself to be the word of God. Yet, notwithstanding our full persuasion and assurance of the infallible truth and divine authority thereof, is from the inward work of the Holy Spirit, bearing witness by and with the word in our hearts. 6. The whole counsel of God concerning all things necessary for his own glory, man's salvation, faith and life, is either expressly set down in scripture, or by good and necessary consequence may be deduced from scripture, unto which nothing at any time is to be added, whether by new revelations of the spirit or traditions of men. Nevertheless, we acknowledge the inward illumination of the Spirit of God to be necessary for the saving understanding of such things as are revealed in the Word, and that there are some circumstances concerning the worship of God and government of the Church common to human actions and societies which are to be ordered by the light of nature and Christian prudence according to the general rules of the Word which are always to be observed. 7. All things in scriptures are not alike plain in themselves, nor alike clear unto all. Yet, those things which are necessary to be known, believed, and observed for salvation are so clearly propounded propounded, and opened in some places of scripture or the other, that not only the learned, but also the unlearned, in a due use of the ordinary means, may attain unto a sufficient understanding of them. The Old Testament in Hebrew, which was the native language of the people of God of old, and the New Testament in Greek, which at the time of the writing it was the most generally known to the nations, 
and being immediately inspired by God and by his singular care and providence kept here in ages are therefore authentical so as in all controversies of religion the church is finally to appeal unto them but because these original tongues are not known to all the people of God who have right unto and interest in the scriptures and are commanded in the fear of God to read and search them, therefore they are to be translated into the vulgar language of every nation unto which they come, that the word of God dwelling plentifully in all, they may worship him in an acceptable manner, and through patience and comfort of the scriptures may have hope. 8. The infallible rule of interpretation of Scripture is that Scripture itself, and therefore, when there is a question about the true and full sense of any Scripture, which is not manifold but one, it must be searched and known by other places that speak more clearly. The supreme judge by which all controversies of religion are to be determined and all decrees of councils, opinions of ancient writers, doctrines of men, and private spirits are to be examined and in whose sentence we are to rest can be no other than the Holy Scripture speaking in the script or sorry, the Holy Spirit speaking in the scriptures. All right, so that's that's a uh, chapter 1 articles uh, 1 through 10 of the Westminster Confession of Faith, and the basic overall of that is that we believe that the Word, the Holy Bible, is the inspired Word of God in its original form, in its original language. It should be translated for all to hear, and for all people to be able to read into their native languages, and that the ultimate rule of everything is Scripture. Scripture interprets itself. So we don't look outside scripture to interpret scripture, but let it interpret itself. And we uh, always appeal to it above any sort of um, doctrines or creeds or church authority or history. We appeal to scripture first. Thank you for joining me today, and I hope to see you tomorrow. Alright, let's prepare our hearts to pray. A scripture verse for preparation. Proverbs 28, verses 25 and 26. An arrogant man stirs up strife, but he who trusts in the Lord will prosper. He who trusts in his own heart is a fool, but he who walks wisely will be delivered. A verse for adoration or worship. Ephesians 30 verses 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Confession Romans 3 verses 21 through 26 But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been manifested, 
being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all those who believe, for there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified as a gift by His grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus, whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in His blood through faith. This was to demonstrate His righteousness, because in the forbearance of God He passed over the sins previously committed. For the demonstration, I say, of His righteousness at the present time, so that He would be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Thanksgiving or Gratitude Colossians 1 verses 9 through 14 For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, to please Him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience, joyously giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. For he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Supplication, making your requests known to God. Psalm 19, verses 12 and 13. Who can discern his errors? Acquit me of hidden faults. Also, keep back your servant from presumptuous sins. Let them not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, and I shall be acquitted of great transgression. And then a verse to go along with this from the sermon, The Heart You Know and the Heart You Don't by John Piper. David sees a difference between, on the one hand, sins that we commit because they baffle us and sneak upon us, the hidden faults of verse 12, and, on the other hand, sins that we commit because we presume to know better than God, or presume that sin is no big deal, the presumptuous sins of verse 13. The point is not that there are special categories of extra bad sins like murder, rape, or treason. The point is that there is a special category of sinning, namely, sinning in arrogant defiance of a known law. It's not so much what you do that puts sinning in this category, as whether you do it with forethought and defiance and rebellion. This is what David calls presumptuous sins. There are fully intentional, with our eyes open and with a heart that says, I know God says this is wrong and harmful, but I just don't care what God thinks. I'm going to do it anyways. And now petition and intercession. Pray for all of those out there who are wrapped up in the sexual revolution. People who claim alternative sex lifestyles and really just people who find their identity in their sexual identity or in their sexual preference, I guess I'd say. 
Let's pray for those people. And pray for yourself. Pray that the words of your heart and your attitude, or that your words and the attitude of your heart might be acceptable to God. And to go with that, hear verse Psalm or ver, this verse from Psalm 19, verse 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And pray for your small groups, for the groups that you go to throughout the week. Pray for those that are in them. Usually in that time that you have together, you'll share your uh, requests and prayer requests and praises to each other, I hope. And pray for those. And if you don't have a small group, pray that God would lead you and your family into a small group setting that you can feel at home. Because that's where church actually happens at is in those small groups where you're gathering with some other believers to break bread and pray for one another and read the scriptures together. Pray for your work. Pray for those that you are um, in a leadership position over or for your peers. Pray that they would know you or know God, I mean. Pray that you would be a light unto them to show them to God. How about for your relatives? Maybe you have some relatives that have health concerns or chronic illness. Maybe you have a a relative who is in some way hurting, whether it be relationally or financially. Pray for them. And now, let's join together in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.